Welcome to the Blackout Podcast, where I get to talk to amazing people who do amazing things. And today, we first talked online during COVID, so it's great to see Joey in person. Actually, I'm sorry, Joe now. Thank Joe Hubley. <laughs> Thanks for coming to the podcast today. Man, thank you for having me. This is an honor. I know, Joey, because like you had the song, you got it, and tired eyes, and like they were like insane. And you're like, nah, 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 I'm revamping, I'm taking my music and turning around. I'm now I'm Joe Hubley. Let's talk, what, what was the reason behind the name change? I think I just, I got ahead of myself. I started adding letters to my name, <laughs> Joey, like that. I said, hold on, I'm not, I don't got the weight to back that up. So Joe is nice and short, one sound, can't screw it up. Right. I think it's a good, I think it's a good fit for me. So, and then the one thing I remember we touched was like, your album, you pretty much played every freaking thing on it. Hey, why do you give yourself so much work? <laughs> <laughs> My mom says I'm neurotic. I don't know where that comes from. <laughs> I think, I, th I don't know. It's a, it's a thing now. People are doing that. You see a lot of musicians, you know, producing their own music and, mm. and taking full control of how it sounds. And I, I guess I, I, it's not something I go into thinking, you know, like I have to control every single piece of this. But it does kind of seem like a natural way for me to just kind of express what's going on mm. inside. So I, I suppose like the process is just kind of hearing something and then putting it into my laptop. And then from there with this uh, new single coming out, I brought it to Youthful Studios, North End Halifax, up and coming, a great team of producers. And they kind of, what I thought, because what I used to do was just kind of put it down mix it like a little bit and then put it out but they sort of took what i thought was near if not the closest thing to a finished product mm. and they just broke down the barriers of my expectations wow i was so happy with uh with the product i am so happy with the product mm. and so working with them has been a great way to shake up the process and add such a new dimension to it that i could not be more elated to put out into the world how know? did you meet them well i knew of uh M. Bowden Gill, he, he went to my high school, Citadel High, uh, go Phoenix. And we didn't really know each other. I knew of him because he released a project with a rapper from Halifax, Mo Money Mateo. They had a little duo going on and I was a big fan of that project that they put out, maybe in around, I think 2019 or so. And so I kind of always, already had his name in the back of my head. And then uh, I saw that they were starting up uh, this little studio, M. Bowden Gill and, uh, and two others after they graduated the NSCC music production program. Mm. And so they started a little Instagram page. They were marketing their thing on the internet. And so I uh, just happened to come across their page and I said, you know, I'm thinking about getting back into recording, getting back into releasing. Mm. And so I thought it was just a, a stars align, kind of a God's plan sort of moment that uh, we were both, they're starting up their studio, looking for clients. I'm sort of looking to get back into the world of recording. Mm. And uh, it just seemed like a good fit. And I went there, I met all of them, M. Bowden, uh, Braden Cameramans, and Colleen Shaw, the three young up-and-coming producers at Youthful, and it was just a click. At least I felt it. I hope they can watch this, listen to this, and say the same. But every time I go there, it's a blast. The ideas that they bring to the table that we both have 
that are mutual and the the like-minded ideas are great because it's always nice to kind of mesh with somebody, mm -hmm. especially in an artistic sort of environment. Definitely. But the great thing about an artistic sort of environment as well is that you bring completely unique ideas to the table. Mm. And they will sometimes present a, an option or a situation musically that I would never even think of. You know mm. what I mean? And so it's like that side is kind of what I do it more for. It's so refreshing to kind of get a complete new view on this product that like, you know, I would never obtain without their experiences, their unique set of uh, cultures and traditions, you know, this whole thing. So mm. it's been a blast. I could ramble on about it forever, but they <laughs> are so great, man. And, and they're to thank for, uh, for this new music that's going to be coming out. Right. So you have music, also music. You took this gap. What was, what was the reason for the gap before this new project now? I hate to bring up the P word, but the, you know, the pandemic sort of presented a lot of challenges as well. Mm -hmm. But I don't even want to put it on that because there's a lot of things that I felt like I just needed to get better at. I mean, like, not to get too dramatic or deep or something, but I found personally, I felt like I can improve a lot of things about my person. Mm -hmm. And I think when you think about music, it sort of is a... Like a je ne sais quoi, like a showcase of your personality, you know what I mean? It's a sample of who you are mm. or what character you're trying to put on or what message you're trying to portray. And I found that I could just portray these messages a bit better if, you know, I was more comfortable and confident with who I was as a person. So long story short, I guess musically, I really wanted to refine who I was as an artist. I wanted to improve my songwriting. I wanted to improve my delivery mm. and kind of make it more of a personal Delivery, because you kind of hear, you hear musicians and singers and no matter what instrument they're playing, you know, they want to play like themselves. Sometimes it's very easy to take on another voice and that could be metaphorical, that could be uh, very much the, the situation if you're a singer, for example. Mm -hmm. You know, even if you're Israel, you're interviewing somebody, it's like, you don't want to ask questions that like, oh, like one of my favorite interviewers, they would ask this question. So I want to <laughs> ask this question. It's like, you know, I want to hear questions that Israel wants to ask, you know what I mean? Yes, so yes, it's yes. like, I think for me, it was like I was really struggling to find like who is Joe in terms of music, you know what I mean? Because I, I love to listen to music. Music has always been a, a home base for me, mm. a very tranquil sort of experience. But I guess when a term, in terms of creating, when it came to outputting that energy, I was struggling to kind of put my thumb on the pulse. So I took a time of probably a couple of years or so mm. just to re refine and record hundreds and hundreds of demos it is just like, a, it's a mess. On my laptop, the hard drives <laughs> I gotta buy, Staples is making a buck off of me. And <laughs> all this refining I had to do just to find a place where the confidence I have in the product defeats the vulnerability that I get from releasing Being the product. There, yeah. Because it's a vulnerable experience. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of peering, peeling back a layer, I suppose, of, of sort of like a defense layer that I think we all put up. Mm. Art kind of peels that back. And especially that's what I want to tap into with my music. Mm. So now I'm at a spot where I think I said that really well. I'm going to run that back. Confidence <laughs> defeats the vulnerability that I get. And I could not be more excited for people to hear this. I used to be kind of embarrassed, like, oh, I'll turn that off. You know what I mean? I don't want, you know what I mean? But now it's like, you know, I could make it my ringtone and people right. call me and I could, cause I just, I get excited because I feel like this is very genuinely me mm. and the emotion that I get from that. I want other people to feel that. Man, that's, that's so powerful. So you took this time out, find out who Joe is, especially, and then being able to express that through the music. So 
what did you discover? Well, <laughs> 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 how much time do we got? How much? <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, above all else, I think musically, I think I'm just more confident in my delivery. I like how my voice sounds. And that's not to say everyone will. Mm. It's not, you know, it, it's not great even when I'm talking. Like maybe someone's like putting this on mute when <laughs> they hear Israel talk and they'll put it back on the volume. When's this guy gonna stop answering? <laughs> but I think I think like I've just kind of improved, and that kind of comes with maturity. You know, you're you're there's a physical sense to it where your you know your vocal cords mature, and your finger dexterity matures. You can get around the guitar a bit more, et cetera, et cetera. But I think also like. Just the experiences I can now draw from for songwriting, oh, I think it's yes. a more diverse palette. Right. And I think it's a more, I think the, 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 I guess maybe the vocabulary or even musical vocabulary that I have to express these ideas, mm. I think is much more diverse and much more vast. And I think that just kind of creates a more appetizing product. For people to listen to, I think mm. I'm able to tap into, and I'm not trying to gas myself up or anything. I mean, I just I know where I was, and I know where I am now, now. Yeah. and just the growth that I've seen. I just think me personally, because that's you know, at the end of the day, that's who you should be creating for is yourself. And I think when I look at this new music coming out, I think that it's just something I feel much more comfortable with and confident with. And I think it's just because I've matured, I have more experiences and life in general. Mm. I've made it this far, 19. I'm basically all the way there. <laughs> this is who I am now. Right. And uh, no, but I know that that's just like a continual, a continuous journey rather. We're just like, I'm going to keep, you know, and, and when I'm 29, I'll feel, oh, like that 19 year old <laughs> idiot, man. Thought he knew everything. Right, Look right, at me now. Right, and then right, 39, right. 40, et cetera. So right. I think it's like, I can't pinpoint like one, like, oh, like, I learned this or mm. I learned that, but I think just where I am now is just, it's miles ahead of where I was. Yeah. And I think, you know, I'm just, I'm just real happy to be kind of, cause you know, you, I kind of put music on the shelf for a second too in that window. And I was just like, mm, I don't know if it's uh, where I feel comfortable and confident, mm. but uh, you know, I, I, it gravitated back to it cause I figured out that it's like, it's kind of everywhere for me. Right. It's kind of like where I just, I need to be for my own sake. Mm. So I think uh, I'm happy that I found my way back to a place where I feel happy, you know? Yeah, before we get into the new single and stuff, one of the things you you were doing was the radio show. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, man, I uh, so I go to university in Mount Allison um, in Sackville, New Brunswick, and I did a little campus radio show for my whole first year, and it was real fun. The best thing I think about it was I was able to tap into a lot of different, well, a lot of different music, Canadian music specifically, and I'm a big like I'm a big R&B guy, so getting to find like some Canadian R&B that's not like what's very uh, contemporary, very popular right now, that stuff's great too. Not to take away from that, but kind of you know peel back, find some alternative options, some you know '90s and early 2000s when Canadian R&B wasn't at the top of of the scene. It was a blessing to just have a reason to dive into that. And the other thing too is is. You know, sometimes you can you can you can email an artist and just want to pick their brain a little bit, but campus radio gives you like a, a reason to do that, and not just a reason to want to do that, but people take you more seriously. Right, you know I mean? right. So it was kind of like a cheat code. I could just like <laughs> email like some of my favorite Canadian artists and just be like, hey, 
you know, I'm doing this silly little radio show <laughs> and I'd like to just talk to you about this new song, this new album, whatever, mm. whatever. Talk to you about your songwriting process, etc. And then they just tell me. Right. So I have all your secrets <laughs> because I, <laughs> I was a genius and I did a radio show <laughs> and now I'm plagiarizing everybody. No, but <laughs> it's great to just be able to pick like-minded artists' brains, mm. get into their sort of zone and not kind of be like, oh, uh, you know, Katie Tupper, Loviet, you know, they do this. I'm going to do that. It's like, mm. just be like, okay, like what would that theoretical process look like for me? Like, how could I apply that to my own life? And I didn't, I never, I don't think there's like, you know, there wasn't one person that would be like, uh, use this certain chord here or something like that. Mm. But it was just like all very broad concepts, broad strokes that I was like, I think that you hear enough about that. And it's just, it's, it's enlightening in a, in a sense. You know what I mean? So yeah. that was the biggest blessing about being uh, having access to, to campus radio, which is a very fruitful community, I now know. It is. Uh, it's, I mean, it was just, it was a, it was a great ride. You know what I mean? And, and I definitely, the interviewing thing, like, you could tell I love to talk. Like, I could talk for hours. And so I think um, that part about it, just being able to pick these people's brains that I admire and I look up to, mm. and being able to maintain those connections too, like still be able to message them and get a response right, <laughs> that's awesome right. so yeah i don't mind one bit so it was a great experience okay so now let's cycle back to the new single <laughs> what's it called post up why that song why that title <laughs> and why is it time to share it with the world mm, i like that third question it's all i can't i keep going back to like a it just feels like god's plan mm. you know insert drizzy i think he really <laughs> i think uh I think it's just, it feels right. Like, it feels good. It doesn't feel forced. Mm. It doesn't feel like I'm reaching for something that isn't there, which I've felt very, very often in my life. Mm. I really feel like I'm letting everything come to me. I'm a big basketball fan, and they talk a lot about, you know, sometimes you'll see players, this can, I suppose, be in any sport, but in basketball specifically, you'll, you'll hear a lot about letting the game come to you. Because a lot of times you'll try and make a move that's out of your repertoire. You'll try and make a play that your team isn't ready for. And that's forcing the game. You don't want to force the game, Israel. You want to let the game come to you. Because that natural flow will benefit your team in the long run. Mm. And I suppose that I kind of feel that way with music. My jump shot could use some work. But I mean that in music, I feel like I'm letting everything come to me. I'm not forcing or reaching. And so I guess it just feels like the right time. This feels like a very organic process, which I think is a recipe for success. Yeah. And so this song came about uh, just like any. You know, they all, come, they all come a bit differently, but I heard one person describe it one time as, uh, you know, th those really great ideas as uh, vomit moments. <laughs> vomit moments. Which is kind of gross. But, you know, you always, if you've ever, if you've ever thrown up before, you'll kind of have like a little moment before yeah. where you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Lord yeah, have mercy, yeah. I'm about to throw up. Yes. And it's, a, it's a, you know, it's shock and it's, it's all this and all that. But, you know, you'll, you'll kind of, it, it's like a nobody move. You know what mm. I mean? That's, it's kind of like when you have those ideas, you'll hear something in your head for a split second. It's kind of the same situation where you're like, nobody move until I can recreate this. Nobody say anything to me. Nobody, nobody do anything because my life depends on recreating what I just heard in my head. Yes. And so I guess, you know, and who knows, who's to say if it's a great idea or not. I, it's, a, it's one of my favorites. So mm. I guess I can say that. And, and the song came real fast. I had the vomit moment and I was, 
I pulled out my laptop very quickly and it kind of just played itself. I, I heard the first couple lines and then it just flowed. And mm. I, was, I was really, really happy. I, I heard an interview with Jack White of the White Stripes. And he was like, you know, sometimes I spend a, a certain amount of time with an idea. And I like that use of the words, with the idea. Like you're kind of like tangling, you know what I mean? You're kind of like boxing with it. And he says, if it takes him more than 10 minutes, it's not an idea worth having. I feel like I'm not that intense with it, but who knows? Jack White's doing better than me, so maybe he knows. <laughs> maybe he knows something that I don't. But I do. I do really appreciate the fact that it feels very good that this mm. came out. It doesn't because I know I wasn't forcing anything. Mm. It was very, very. Uh, it flowed very well. The game so. came to you. Come on, <laughs> come on! I love it. I love you. Speaking my language. Yeah. The game came to me, and in my dorm room in Sackville, New Brunswick. And so this song was born, and I'm I'm very very happy with it. Mm. And again, like I kind of mentioned earlier, I had the the product there, and I thought it was near finished. And then I took it to Youthful Studios in North End Halifax, and again they just vamped it. They brought it to a whole other sonic universe that mm. I never even thought it could reach. I never even thought was achievable. Mm. And so I'm very very happy with. Uh, I keep, feel like I keep going back to that, but I just I am very happy to be sharing this with the world. And post up. I mean, it's just about, uh, you know, to go back to basketball terms, posting up. You know, it's kind of like a ge geographical position on the basketball court. And, you know, sometimes when you're, when you're bigger and you're in the post, you kind of got to make a couple physical moves to get under the bucket and get a, and get a basket and, and score for your team. And I guess it's kind of like, uh, I suppose, a bit of a metaphor for, you know, a romantic relationship where sometimes you just got to do a bit of dirty work to score, you know what I mean? <laughs> and not to score as in any kind of connotation, but it's right. just to, to make this relationship work. work sometimes yeah. you got to get under the bucket and make some physical dirty moves. It doesn't got to be pretty. No Steph Curry action. You know, we're talking Shaquille O'Neal banging around <laughs> and just getting those points, you know what right. I mean? So sometimes you just got to get in there and, uh, and do what needs to be done to get when this When do you work. plan to release it? Uh, Friday, April 7th. Oh my God. Two um, weeks from yesterday. I want to say thank you so much for coming to the studio in person, finally. Thank you. But but we have the guitar here, and I can't let you go without playing something. <laughs> Is that okay? Of course. Yeah, okay. man. Thanks for coming. We're going to clear this out, and then you can play. All right. Thank you very much. It's an honor. My name is Joe Hubley with the Blackout Podcast, and I'm going to sing a song by an old soul band called Papa Bear and His Cubs. They recorded a bunch of material through the late 60s and 70s, but only two singles have resurfaced to streaming services. And this is one of them you can find. It's called You're So Fine. Take me my sunshine you can be my rain My desperation, baby, is my pain yes. I tell you, baby, whoa, baby mm. Fine thing, honey, you're so fine yeah. Why don't you call me in the morning? I shine on you like the rising sun Seven days a week The girl child Make you my only one I say, whoa, baby <laughs> Fine thing, honey, you're so fine Yeah, I gotta make you mine 
Gotta make you mine, 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 mine. Gotta make you mine, yeah. <laughs> I gotta make you mine, 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 mine. Gotta make you mine. You be my doctor, baby. Whenever I'm in pain. Don't you know you cool my aching fever simply by calling my name? I tell you, love, whoa, baby. A fine thing, honey, you're so fine. <laughs> Gotta make you mine. Gotta, gotta make you. Make that chorus one more time. I love the Black Girl Podcast. <laughs>